0: Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I'm sex educator and sexual communication coach, Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, Turn back now! And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show! Hey, friends. Today, for the very first time, I've invited a guest on to answer a listener question. And you've actually met her before. Her name is Dr. Evelyn Dacker, and she told us her story in Episode 8 of the podcast, My Sex Education Came from Judy Bloom, And she's also the creator of The Stars Method, which you heard about in Episode 76, Can We Make Out Now?, so here's my conversation with Eveline about post-sex UTIs and other infections. So friends, I just got this question from a podcast listener, and it's something I have absolutely no expertise in. So I've brought in for our, the very first time, we've got a guest expert here to answer. Uh, Dr. Eveline Dacker is a board-certified integrative and holistic family physician who specializes in sexual health and consent. She has a unique approach to wellness because she incorporates pleasure as an important aspect for healing trauma and illness, and you know that I'm on board with that. She was also the executive director of Sex Positive Portland from 2018 to 2020, which is how I came to know her and love her. Eveline, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you for asking me.
0: I am so pleased to have you here. And um, so I'm just going to pass on to you the question that I've been asked that I cannot answer um, because it has to do with physical sexual health. So here we go. Is there any chance you can address why women get constant infections after sex? I have two friends who've said this. The doctor just gives Macrobid and says, take one before and after sex, So I'm supposed to just take an antibiotic for the rest of our life? What the hell?
1: So, Eveline, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that that question is not very clear. And at the same time, I know exactly what she's talking about (laughs) because of the antibiotic she's given. So let's go back and talk a little bit about infections and anatomy. So our vaginal canal sits right in between our anus, and our urethra. So if you think of like a tunnel, on top of the tunnel is the urethra, which goes to the bladder, and below it is the anus. And what infection she's talking about specifically is a urinary tract infection, that some women do get chronic UTIs, urinary tract infections, from intercourse. And this can be anatomical as well as just transmission of bacteria from all those areas. The number one bacteria that we find when women have these recurrent urinary tract infections is E. coli. And E. coli is found in your GI tract, so in your rectal rectum. So sometimes what happens is through any intercourse or any insertion of uh, fingers or a dildo into the vaginal canal creates enough friction where the bacteria migrates, and it could migrate through actually the vagina into the urethra and cause a cystitis. And this is why a lot of times we, you hear people say, pee before and after sex. Uh pee before and after inserting anything in your vagina and pee before and after masturbation, especially if you're using your hand and kind of, you know, going all around that area because there is bacteria that could be transferred into from one area to another.
0: So it's not just like if you take a dildo and insert it into your anus and then without washing it, insert it somewhere else. It's actually that the bacteria is migrating on its own.
1: Yes. Just through the friction and what you're doing. So, you know, it is a really good idea to make sure your bladder is empty. So there's no urine sitting in that, in the, in the ureters and the urethra and the bladder so that so that it doesn't migrate and go into deeper into the, the bladder or deeper into the kidneys is where we get concerned about. And right now I'm just speaking about urinary tract infections. The other reason that some women get urinary tract infections is as they age, the vaginal tissue becomes thinner and less elastic. So when like postmenopausal women tend to have more recurrent urinary tract infections because the because the vaginal tissue gets thinner, and this is a reason sometimes we give hormones or tell it to use a lubricant, um, even a non-hormonal lubricant just to keep that area moist when even when you're not having sex. Hmm. So. This is also a reason to wipe from front to back and not back to front. For women who are just anatomically get more urinary tract infections, there's other things you could do other than just peeing and taking antibiotics. My favorite way: taking something called D-mannose, D/slash mannose, M-A-N-N-O-S-E, and it's actually a carbohydrate a sugar that lines the your urethra and actually prevents the bacteria from migrating or just get, it's like xylitol that you use in your upper respiratory. It kind of prevents the bacteria from from taking hold and becoming infect and creating infection. So I usually, my patients who've had a lot of recurrent UTIs, I say take D-mannose like three times a day when you have sex. Also probiotics, there's um there's actually a brand out there that's just for vaginal and for women. You could even just use like a women's probiotic and put it in your vagina to keep your to keep your microbiome healthy as well. Oh wow. Yeah. So that that's so for for chronic recurrent urinary tract infections, really urination hygiene, D-mannose and and if you're of a certain age, or your hormones are low. You're on birth control pills, and your hormones might be a little bit lower. Then going, you know, using some extra lubricant or a hormone product in your vagina is is some of the options. But there's other kinds of infections that we get, and other kinds of things, and and they fall into a term called vaginitis. Now these are different than sexually transmitted. What well, we classify sexually transmitted infections, even though some of these vaginitis occur through sexual intercourse. And when I I talk about sexual intercourse, I do not mean just a penis in a vagina. I mean anything in a vagina. So I'm just using these medical terms because they're what's in my brain. But (laughs) I want to be very clear that, you know, it could be, it doesn't have to be a biological penis that you're putting in your vagina that causes it. But there are some things that biological penises do do, such as they do ejaculate. And ejaculation can cause a shift in the pH in a woman's vagina that then changes the microbiome and causes uh, the decrease in, in the natural good bacteria and allows an overgrowth of Gardnerella bacteria. So that can happen. But it's not limited just to penises. It actually happens with vaginas too. So bacterial vaginitis, which is an overgrowth of Gardnerella bacteria, actually has an increased risk if you have female-to-female genital contact. Wow. Yeah. and, and. not really quite sure. Is it, is it just scissoring or is it mouth and fingers and all of the things that we do that just creates a shift in that pH? And introduces new bacteria. So with women who this occurs with, I always say, wash your hands. In fact, it would be a great idea if every single partner, before you get sexy, you actually go wash your hands. Uh-huh. Because you know, there could be so much that you carry under your nails and your cuticles that you don't even think about.
0: Which we should all be washing our hands during the pandemic. Exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. (laughs) But we forget. We get in the mood and we forget. I mean, I had one partner. It was interesting. One partner, I've I've only ever had one partner who every time we got together, the first thing he did was wash his hands. (laughs) And I was like, that's amazing.
0: Are you aching to explore new vistas of your sexuality? Do you hear me talk about concepts on this show and think it makes sense, but I need help applying it to my situation. That's where personalized sex and intimacy coaching comes in. When you work with me, I promise to help you feel safe exploring your sexuality. Together, we'll look at your needs and desires without judgment and help you figure out how to fulfill them. There's no single answer that's right for everyone, so I'm going to help you discover what's right for you and we'll go at your pace. That's the pace that respects your emotional needs, your boundaries, and your nervous system. Because going too fast can send you into shutdown, while going too slow can be infuriating. The goal is to find what's right for you. I work with clients who are motivated to explore many different areas of sexuality, including things like expressing your sexual desires to current or future partners, exploring if you might be queer, challenging body image insecurity in sexual relationships, dipping your toes into BDSM or consensual non-monogamy learning to date after a long time out of the dating pool, exploring sexuality for later-in-life virgins, and so much more. I want you to have a deeply fulfilling, intimate life, and together, we can help you get there. For more information and to schedule your free, no-obligation discovery call, visit leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. That's leahcarry.com forward slash coaching coaching.
1: Other type of vaginitis is a yeast infection. And a lot of women have had this. I think yeast infections are caused a lot by our diet. And sometimes if we have too much sugar or carbohydrates, because yeast love to, that's what they live on. That's why when you make bread, you put some sugar in the yeast, it makes it grow. So a yeast infection, some women, again, it has to do with their pH. It has to do with their microbiome, taking a good probiotic putting a good, uh, doing like a little insertion of yogurt, like plain without sugar yogurt, can help prevent uh, uh, yeast infections in, in the vagina as well. You would
0: do that as a preventive measure?
1: If you're somebody who has, who gets this a lot, huh. I would say try that. Uh, also somebody who gets this a lot, I would say take a women's probiotic. And then if you feel off, put it in your vagina as well. Mm -hmm. Another treatment for bacterial vaginosis is to use boric acid. Boric acid, we know it's not borax. Boric acid is used as an ant killer. And you could find it on Amazon. You could find suppositories of it on Amazon. And it just helps change our pH. It acidifies our pH. So it also helps women who get recurrent bacterial vaginosis and they want to prevent it or they get one and they don't want to go on antibiotics and they just use this boric acid. I say once at night for seven days. Boric
0: acid when I was, I think I was in college when I started getting really severe yeast infections uh, mm-hmm. recurrently, and boric acid was a complete game changer for me. Thank goodness yeah. I had a yeah. physician at the time who knew about some alternative stuff instead That's of amazing. sending me to the, you know, to the um, pharmacy to get whatever that that stuff is that you insert.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, boric acid is great if you have if this if your vaginitis actually is a bacterial vaginosis or, or a yeast infection. For yeast infections too, when I have a patient who comes in with yeast recurrent yeast infections, the first thing I say, stop gluten. Because if they stop gluten, they usually actually stop a lot of carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And that helps. Because if I tell people, go off of sugar, that's so overwhelming. It's hard. I mean, going off of gluten is hard enough. But just going off of gluten can reduce your sugar intake enough that it might help you not getting recurrent candidiasis.
0: Fascinating. So coming back to the original questioner, she was saying that the doctor suggested taking macrobid before and after sex. Is that a common suggestion by doctors who don't know as much about female sexual health?
1: Uh, It is. So if you have recurrent UTIs from sex, the usual treatment is to take an antibiotic after sex or for some women take an antibiotic every day. Mm. Like one every day. Forever. But again, it depends. Again, it depends on her age and how bad it gets. But, we, you know, it's because a lot of people don't want to dig and think deeper. And it's just the easy route to take. When you have 10 minutes to see a patient, diagnose them and tell them what to do. You know? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) And then you have to, like, deal with those lady parts, too, which are so complicated. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. But anybody who's getting more than two urinary tract infections... Really needs to go to a physician who could dig deeper and say, okay, what is it? Is it anatomy? Is there other things we could do? Is it hygiene? Is there? Is it a pH problem? I mean, there's a lot of reasons. We, But there's a lot to know. There's a lot to know. And most people don't know a lot of it.
0: Yeah. So if somebody's listening to this and thinking, oh, I, I really should get to a doctor, what kind of uh, doctor, what kind of qualifications should they be looking for so that they find someone who has the type of knowledge that you
1: have? I, you know, if you know a naturopath. Go see a naturopath. Okay. Great. I, I'm a medical doctor. I have an MD degree. I also am a family physician. I'm not, people think often that I'm a GYN because I do sexual health, but actually, a family physician has so much greater breadth of knowledge. A naturopath, because they know they have a bigger toolbox and they're not going to jump to medicine and they're going to listen to you better. And if not that, a women's nurse practitioner. Hmm. will also have those skills and then if you have a really good family practice doctor who who listens and who knows more or a really good gynecologist who listens and who knows more most OBGYNs are actually surgeons so they're they're more focused on things they could do surgery on but there are some gyns who really don't do surgery and do more of this
0: okay Great. And I think uh, it's sort of the standard disclaimer, it's important to say that you are providing information from your medical knowledge, but this is not medical uh, advice, because people need to see their own medical provider. Yes,
1: yes, yes. But knowledge is power. And understanding sometimes like the more we know about our own bodies, the better we could then inform our providers. And it's hard. I, there's a lot of us who don't know a lot about our bodies and don't know where to go with it, just like the, the caller, and it's like, "Oh my gosh, this doesn't sound right. If it doesn't sound right, they'd go see someone else." Mm. And a naturopath, usually a naturopathic physician, usually has that breadth of knowledge that can help a lot of women out.
0: Okay, great. Well, uh, listeners, if you have other questions about specifically sexual health related questions uh, or topics rather, uh, please uh, call the listener line 720 good Sex and uh, if if we get more questions, we will invite Evelyn back to talk to us about all the good stuff. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh yes, you're welcome.
0: I know that infections after sex are a major issue for some women. So I hope this was helpful. And thank you so much to Eveline for coming in and answering our questions. As you know, I love to answer listener questions, because then I know for sure that I'm giving you the information you need. So if you have a question about sex, relationships, or female sexuality, call my listener line at 720-GOOD-SEX. That's 720-466-3739. And I've lined up a couple other expert voices to talk about things that aren't within my wheelhouse. So if you have questions about postpartum sex or other pregnancy-related questions, I've got you covered. And likewise, if you have questions about kink that fall outside my realm of knowledge, I've got an expert on call. So please call and ask your questions. The listener line is voicemail only. So I promise that you won't have to have a conversation with a live person. You can also call in the middle of the night when your partner and kids are all fast asleep. So leave your message anytime at 720-GOOD-SEX. And voicemails are anonymous. So not even I know who's calling in. I'm excited to share today's podcast introduction because I bet so many of you are going to want to dive right into it. I mean, it has to do with wine. I met Jessica Yanez in an online work session for female podcasters. And as soon as I heard the name of her show, I was intrigued. It's called Wine and May, And I'm going to let her explain exactly what that means in this intro from her very first episode.
2: Hola, hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and you are listening to the very first episode of the Wine and Cheese, my podcast. You see, I am a wine lover, but I also love cheese. I am a self-professed cheeseaholic. And if you are a friend of mine, there is a high likelihood that you've been to one of my wine and cheese nights. So when friends get together and gather for with wine and cheese, we chisme. And chisme is a Spanish word for gossip. The things that we're willing to share with each other to get to know each other better. So that's what I mean when I say the wine and chisme. Every week we will be featuring a different type of wine based on the preference of the guest. I like what I like. I am not... Particular in regards to price point, but we'll make sure to share that with you and share the photos and the names so you can enjoy a glass along with us. Uh, so you can, and if you want to sit down with the same wine that we're drinking, hey, awesome. So for tonight on this solo show, I am drinking a Bodega Norton, that is the brand, and it is a Coleccion Malbec. 2019. Now, if you're unaware, Malbec is an Argentinian wine, and this one is very smooth. I've already taken a couple of sips, and if you can believe it or not, I got this wine at Trader Joe's for $5.99. So
0: that show is Wine and Cheese May with Jessica Yanez, and I hope you enjoy sharing a glass of wine and some great gossip. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're using another podcast app, go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash goodgirls. And remember, there's a treasure trove of audio extras available for free at Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash goodgirls talk about sex. While listening to those extras is free, producing this show is not. If my work is meaningful to you, and you have a few dollars to support it each month, I will gratefully accept your patronage at Patreon. I donate 10% of all Patreon proceeds to Arc Southeast, an organization that supports women in the Southeast United States to access reproductive services that are increasingly difficult to obtain. Find out more and become a community member at patreon.com forward slash GoodGirls Talk About Sex. Show notes and transcripts for this episode are at Goodgirlstalk.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Goodgirls Talk for more sex positive content. If you have a question or comment about anything you've heard on the show, call and leave a message at 720-goodsex. Good Girls Talk About Sex is produced by me, Leah Carey, and edited by Gretchen Kilby. I have additional administrative support from Lara O'Connor and Maria Franco. Transcripts are produced by Jan Osiello. Before we go, I want to remind you that the things you may have heard about your sexuality aren't true. You are worthy. You are desirable. You are are not broken. As your sex and intimacy coach, I will guide you in embracing the sexuality that is innately yours, no matter what it looks like. To set up your free discovery call, go to leahcary.com forward slash coaching. Until next time, here's to your better sex life.